Okay, hello and welcome to the latest Love Leash podcast brought to you by the team in Leash Today. And we're delighted to say today that we're joined for the first time on this particular podcast by our former colleague, Julianne Miller, in Australia. It's the first international guest, Alan, um, on, on the podcast. We had Michael Scully, a long-standing photographer, on last week's uh, podcast and a great reaction to that. Julie was our uh, former Leash Today photographer, uh, made a brief appearance last year when she was home for the summer, um, but, but covered every... Um, a variety of events previously and is now doing something similar in Australia. Uh, Julie, how are you getting on? Hello, good evening <laughs> or good morning. I don't know what time it is. Yeah. So j- j- tell us briefly this. Um, oh. Everyone remembers Julie from taking photo- uh, photographs for us in Leash Today. You covered everything from dinner dances to um, football matches, openings, all sorts of events, Debs, a variety of events. What, what are you doing in Australia, Julie? I'm pretty much doing the same thing, exactly the same, except in Australia. I uh, I think the homesickness must have got the better of me over here. And I just got back into taking photos about a year and a half ago and doing GA matches every Sunday over here now. And events and, and um, community stuff, is it like? Or... Pretty, pretty much. I mean, I suppose kind of coming out of COVID there, uh, January of last year, early 2022, I kind of said I'd get back serious into taking photos and I uh, just it just so happened I focused on the GA over there um over here in Sydney and then it just kind of branched more down into Victoria uh where would that's where Melbourne would be and um it's kind of what came out of the GA then I cover I was at the Sydney Rose interview night there last week and it's it's a lot of Irish communities I'm focusing on um and it's it's been fantastic it's yeah, kind and, of, and uh, you set up your own Instagram page tell us a bit about that yeah, so um, I suppose it all kind of started last year, really. I set up on Austral. Um, it's essentially just focusing on Irish people, community, businesses here in Australia. Um, and it's no, it feels very similar to what I did uh, back in Leash today. I suppose the one thing I'm missing is the, the county council and the schools is the one thing that I seem to be missing. But the, uh, the GA is definitely massive over here. There's about... I think is it nine, nine, ten clubs in Sydney alone. Um, so every Sunday now we're just coming to the end of the league now, and uh, it's it's great. Like you know, when you'd be covering league matches back home yourself and Alan, you might be in Mount Melick, Stephen, or Alan could be in Clonesley. But in Sydney, there's three pitches all in the one spot, and there's just matches all day long on a Sunday. So I've uh, no shortage of photos every Sunday. It's um, it's good. Yeah, it's busy. And and uh, so, so and and the rose. And were you saying you were covering the the darkness into light? So essentially, the exact same type of things that you'd been covering. The exact here. same, <laughs> exact same. It's actually no different. And I was only on the phone to my parents at the weekend, and I was we were just kind of reminiscing. And like back in darkness into light, back home, I was up at four o'clock in the morning to be at the Swan for the beginning of darkness into light. And I used to drive to Rat Downey to be at the end of the darkness into light there. And, and Shun used to be working with us at the time. And I used to get the SD card from her from covering the Mount Melick one. And we used to just have to have all the pictures up by that morning. Whereas this was my second year now over here doing darkness into light on Bondi Beach. So, yeah, it's a bit of a different location and different temperature, but it's a uh, same atmosphere. You're enjoying it. <laughs> I am enjoying it. Is there a I am enjoying it. We'll have to find out. Um, <laughs> I hope I, it would keep me busy if 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 there was, but I am. Um, I'm not. I'm not going looking for it. So I might have to come yeah, home so, for that. Sure, work. there is some type of local authority, but it'd be different in a city. Yeah. In that anyway. Um, Alan, uh, if if Julie was around today, she probably would have been in Holy Family with Judith, 
this morning. Uh, although Holy Family is very much your domain. You don't let anyone else into Holy Family. That's Alan. No, that, that, yeah, that's my patch. My patch. Today is... That's um, your turn. Yeah, today as we're, we're speaking, it's Europe Day. So it's uh, celebrating 50 years. Is it 50? 1973, yeah. 50 years 50 of Ireland years being in the EU. Since, since Ireland uh, entered into the, the EEC, as it was EEC. known back then. Was it, yeah. Uh, European Economic Community. And we had a very, very good day in the Holy Family. There was uh, third, fourth and sixth class were all present. And we had uh, Charlie Flanagan. We had Sean Fleming, we had uh, Mary Toohey, and we had Catherine Fitzgerald. And here, look, Thomasina Connell was there as well. So we had plenty of uh, politicians. And to be fair to them, they all um, gave a, a speech to the kids, but they kept their speeches under five minutes, which I thought was brilliant. I think that's the template going forward. Let's keep all speeches under five minutes. Let's treat everybody with the same attention span as a 9, 10, 11 year old. It was brilliant. I got more, I will get more out of those speeches than if I listen to some of the ones that go on for 20, 30 minutes. I've been at school openings and uh, there was a minister for education at one time. And I think that person spoke for 43 minutes. So like, no, no, don't, don't do that. Be more like the lads today. That's, that's the way well, like, forward. Five minutes. You must have a serious lack of self-awareness to think at a school event, a primary school event, that people want to listen to a politician. <laughs> for 43 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I was at, uh, I was at, the been at a wedding though. Yeah. Like, so when you're at a wedding and somebody just doesn't know when to just close it off, like it, you can nearly hear crickets at the end of the day. <laughs> like, but yeah. I, I, the, the school thing, school is one thing. I was at the opening of a playground in Ballinakill last year and there must have been about 10 speeches you know, at a playground. And the playground was was there. Nobody was allowed into it. The <laughs> ribbon was there. The kids had to wait until the speeches were over. And like, they all had to have their speak. Like, you know, you're not allowed, uh, you know, you can't drop anyone from the speeches, you know. No, yeah. no, oh no, no. So, very good day. And like, the kids then had all done presentations on different countries. um, And there was, what was there? I think there's something like 40, I have it written down, 43 different nationalities in the in the school um in in holy family which is incredible and i met a lot of the kids were um so that they made uh, food from their own countries and um there's one yeah, girl she made no you weren't allowed to eat it um um that, that was for the end all the kids were allowed to eat it when everything was over so it was just for display purposes but there was one one girl she made uh uh, pancakes with uh, cottage cheese in the middle of them and uh, it's a it's a delicacy in Lithuania and uh, but she she had a, a perfect Portish accent and I said to her uh, Jesus you're from Lithuania she said well no it's my parents are from Lithuania I'm Irish that's okay fair enough but that's that's the that's the way the world the way Ireland is now and it's it's so multicultural and like you have these these kids who are Irish with with uh, her like we used to have you know the way you'd have lads like my father would be considered a blow into Strably he's living here 40 years but like that he was from Mount Melick so lads would say to Masher you're not really from here at all but whereas now you have uh, kids who are blowings but they're blowings from the other side of the world like it's mad the way it has it has gone and changed so much and, and Charlie Flanagan mentioned it in his speech when he moved to Portish I think he said he moved to Portish 30 years ago or 34 30 years 30 so 35 years ago and there was 5,000 people in it there's now 20 yeah so it was a great day really enjoyable and um everybody got the, they got to eat the food afterwards i didn't chance any of it now i 
I got Julie, out Julie would have got a good few pictures there I'm sure yeah I, I <laughs> Julia I got myself a new phone there a couple of months ago it's the, the new iPhone oh, 14 max so I think I might be able to rival you now when oh, it comes to the no, no to stopping the pictures. you now you'll no be doing now, great yeah. on TikTok now Alan and, and yeah. Instagram reels that's where you really have to show it <laughs> Hey, what what type of events, Julie? You, you, you were on about like yeah. certain events you don't cover now in Australia. When you look back on the Leash Today events, and that one this morning would have been one you'd have been at. What, what type of events stand out that you did cover? Yeah, I mean, I probably they were always probably my favorite was covering the schools back home. Um, now, in saying that, though, like I think the more I've been working over here, like last last Monday there was an Irish dancing school. And they got 15 kids to meet me at the opera house uh, after work on Monday evening. Like, so I suppose that's as close to a school kind of environment as cool. I'm getting. Um, but that was cool. It was lovely. But yeah, no, I do m- massively miss the schools. Like, remember before we used to go like to the schools if their club had gotten to a county final and just the colour and the effort that the school, like I miss all of that. Or um, what were the other days? Coming to Munskull, I suppose, was a big one as well. Yeah. You miss um, the coming to Munskull? Oh, God. Come back to so, no like problem. The, the small, the, the small, the small bit of it. <laughs> there were long days, but um, I feel like it's yeah. I do. I feel like the days are as long on a Sunday over here covering matches because there'd be the three matches happening at once. It's just people my own age that I'm photographing now, not the. So yeah, definitely kids. I'm I'm missing that element of the big remember, time. Remember we went the to county council. Remember we went to Radowney and you insisted that I go as well, and I said no, no, I'm too busy. It doesn't suit. I bullied you into coming. Yeah. And a big massive sign got... up. But it was very funny. So we went to Rathdowney School first and Rathdowney and then there was Errol School because it was obviously Rathdowney Errol were in the county final and it was 2019 and Rathdowney School would obviously be a good bit bigger and we underestimated our time frame of getting through all the classrooms. But Errol School were calling us to make sure we were still coming. Like, you know, when we rocked up to Errol and uh, do you remember there was the, the young fella waiting outside for us and they were all in just one classroom in Errol Primary School and they all had each class had a song to sing. And yeah, that was the day I brought brought you up to uh, experience the schools of it, Stephen. That was it was it was priceless, and they 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 go off at the school. The energy, the energy in the schools is something else. Um, it, we'll we'll touch on uh, Alan. You had a great story this morning on um, we've mentioned it every week on the podcast. Like it's we can't escape local elections. We're into the, the last year now, and it's going to be. We'll probably have stories nearly every week of some some angle on it. You had the story of um, Fianna Fáil are. Fianna Fáil are in election mode, and of a whole lot of people seeking the nomination. Uh, to get on the party ticket. Tell explain this one to people now. Yeah, and it's going to be done very early. Um, I believe the 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 conventions are going to be held early June, so um, we'll know we'll know pretty quickly who is going to be selected by the Cummins. So the way it works is that yeah, explain um, like there's a difference. We have a story today. And we have a whole load of names that are in the mix, but they all won't mm. be going for local election. So explain that no. to people the difference. So my understanding and the way it's been done in the past is that the, the, the there's three obviously three electoral areas. Um uh you've Port Leash, you have uh, Boris in Austria, Mount Melick, and you have um uh, Great Cole in Port Harrington. So they're the they're the three uh, municipal areas. And within that then uh Fianna Fall and all the parties, but Fianna Fall are first out in traps that they're going to be running uh an amount of candidates. Now, I think the last election they they might have ran four in Port Leash. The they ten in total in, the last time. Yeah, or maybe did eleven. Did they, they not have four in Boris Mountmelic as well? Um, yeah. Liam O'Neill and and Declan, Declan Good and the two that got elected. 
Yeah, did four in Port Leash, did Pauline uh, Madigan, Donald Kelly, and the two of them. Those were 11, and, and they had three in Greg Cole. And the three in Greg Cole and Port Arden, So um, yeah, It was Fine Gael had 10, and Fianna Fáil had 11 the last time then. If they go on the same lines again, that, that could be it now. That, they, that's up to them. They can run from whatever they want. But in what's going to happen now is that out of the people who have received nominations, um, they will go before conventions in their areas. And the likelihood is that the convention will select two people in each area to run. And then the party headquarters will have uh, the option to add more people to the ticket, should they wish. Now that's how it's been done in the past. It's not to say that they might change that, but the recent past. This this yeah. one drives the Fianna Fáil diehards absolutely crazy because Fianna Fáil traditionally pride themselves being on like a a member based organisation that the grassroots and the grassroots is a word you'll hear in Fianna Fáil quite a lot, like because I think it's about fifty Cummins that are in Leash. Or it was Liam Highland, I as I said, the interview with former. Minister and TD and MEP a couple of weeks ago. I think I missed what I said they might have had 17. It was 50 coming that they had at that stage. But like little clubs, all of those have a certain amount of power and delegates and voting. And previously, the common would have had a vote. So, like, if you had a common with four members, that had the same power as a common with 70 members. And they changed it to a one member, one vote system, which uh, took the power a little bit away from the from the common, I'm not sure if I'm using the right word, uh, the plural of the Irish word, which is essentially a branch, but they changed it. And the, the common, from my knowledge of it, the common would dictate who got the nomination. So like a sitting councillor could go, go for the nomination and not get it. And he wouldn't be able to run the next time. And it didn't, Party HQ didn't have the same authority to add candidates. Now, if you're ever at any of these conventions, they will say that Party HQ remained the right to add or delete people who are selected. Can you imagine the uproar if someone was voted in a convention and Party HQ later took them off it? But there was a famous convention in Port Leash. It's about 10 years ago now, would be before the 2014 local elections. And Charlie McMonologue, who was a young TD from Donegal at the time, he has since, he was Minister for Agriculture. Is he the current Minister for Agriculture? Charlie McConnellogue, yeah. McConnellogue, yeah. He came down, yeah. young fella. And what the root and branch members generally don't like is some lad coming down from head office to tell them what to do and yeah, at these conventions there's a buzz because people come with one thing in mind and that's the vote and if they're denied this vote it's all hell broke. so he came down and told them that no they're going to be picking maybe one person and HQ would pick the rest but they went absolutely ballistic he was looking he, 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 like there was lads frothing at the mouth like over this like you know this is how it was done forever um, and no way the, the other word were uh, were, it was completely unpopular uh, approach and uh, I remember I was working in Limerick at the time and something similar happened in Limerick and they, 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 there was more or less a blockade of the place they wouldn't let the votes out they wouldn't let the, the minister or wasn't I mean the minister at the time because Fianna Fáil weren't during, this was the confidence and supply years so anyway there will be, the, the, the energy at these meetings is incredible so they will vote in the delegates will probably pick two members as you say in each area um, and yeah. in Great Port, it's Paulie Fleming and Pascal McAvoy are the sitting ones. Willie Ramswadham and Joe Kennedy, Willie Ramswadham from Timahoe and Joe Kennedy from Port Arlington are the ones seeking to be added to the ticket or to be on the ticket as well. In Port Leash, the sitting TDs are John Joe Fenley, or councillors are John Joe Fenley and Catherine Fitzgerald. Pauline Madigan, who ran the last time, Naeem Iqbal, who ran the last time, but as an independent. And Evan McAvoy, who's very active at local level in the party. Uh, are, are seeking to be on the ticket. They'll probably pick two. And, and uh, Brian Brennan from, oh. from Spink. Brian Brennan from Spink. 
And I, I believe it's Pauline Flanagan now. Didn't we change that? Didn't Madigan become Flanagan? I, I'm really certain. Oh, sorry, I wasn't she correct. one of the? Wasn't she one of the ones that was left off the ticket the last time as well in the early? Mm. She was a sitting councillor, and again they could only pick two. So you had uh, she would have went up against uh, Catherine Fitzgerald and John Joe uh, Fanley and didn't get the nomination, but then was subsequently added. Because Donald Kelly got the nomination. Yeah, and, and, and actually then subsequently she, got added by the party. But there's the there's also had. a distinction that. In the Port Leash area, they will split it out into urban and rural, or uh, in the sense that, in the sense that they'll, they'll keep the Port Leash candidates. So, so Catherine Fitzgerald will probably be up against Pauline Fladding and Naeem Iqbal and um, Evan McAvoy, and they'll probably pick one and add one. And John Joe Fenley from Abbey Leagues will be up against Brian Brennan, who's spink knock direction. And they will pick one, even though they are in the same area, they will geographically split it, and they'll probably do the same in the other two areas as well. And then in the, the Boris McMillick area, if you're sitting councillor, Seamus MacDonald, first elected in 1985, he's a, he's, he's a long time on, on the go. Paddy Bracken was co-opted when John Maloney was a TD and was no longer allowed to be a councillor as well. And dual mandate was what that was known at the time. Uh, and they have two sitting councillors. We believe Lee O'Neill, former GA president, is in the mix again. Uh, Declan Good, who ran the last time, they both got 500 plus votes each last time, which is a fair amount of first preference votes, but they would have needed about 900 to get in mm. uh, and then with the f- extra name we hear in the tick is a man called Fint Cody uh, works in the ESB former championship winner with Castletown the Castletown team of the 90s and very closely aligned with Sean Fleming in Castletown so they're the names that are in the mix and the, the deadline closed last week and the convention will be in June that'll be somewhere like now where would that be would be the Abbey Leagues Manor Hotel would, or, it, would it be three conventions or, or just Midlands one Park or somewhere no uh, well, actually, what did no? What did probably I think you well covered? Be... You covered a lot of these last year. I remember there was one uh, went to a vote between uh, Sean Mortimer from Cameras and, and Liam O'Neill, and, mm. and Liam O'Neill won that. There's no sign of Sean so far uh, making a making a former second... board chairman and vice chairman yeah. of East GA. Vice chairman of East GA. There's no sign of him making a second bid as yet. But you see a lot of these things as well. They can, you can be like me or you could decide in the morning that we want to. Uh, run for, for Fianna Fáil and we could be added on the night onto the at the convention couldn't we? No, no, no it's, it's, it's done afterwards Oh, done afterwards It's done afterwards oh, right. So okay. the, conve- the, yeah. the convention will decide on the night and then and it was one of the councillors I think said to me that they hope that will be that part of it will be tidied up quite quickly so that there's not a big vacuum between the convention and them choosing the delegates because that can lead to sort of uh, divide and mm-hmm. theories. You're right. The last time I remember being at, I think the Greg Port one and the, the Boris McMillick ones were done together. The Port Leash one was done separately. We're all in the Midlands That's... Park. I think the Abbey Leagues Manor Hotel. I've been at Fine Gael events there. Um, but the, the last one, Willie Ramsbottom, who went for the nomination the last time, there was an administrative error on his application form and couldn't go for the nomination. He's back this time. But well, remember that particular convention, they had a senator up from Kerry. So this is what they do. They send down, you could have, you could have, it's always a high profile person that will come from outside the county. We've been at, at Fine Gael ones and you've had the likes of Martin Hayden has been at it. Um, there was a woman from Kilkenny. She was a councillor. You usually get a TD. Like you'd be a bit disappointed if you don't get someone of high profile. Robert Fry was at a Fianna Fáil one, one time. He's since run into a little bit of bother. Don't, but, don't uh, be sending him out any of them. No. But uh, they, they had a, had a t- t- senator from Kerry, a lad called Ned O'Sullivan. And himself, oh, yeah, himself him, yeah. and Willie Ramsbottom went to, to did battle at this particular meet. Now, 
anyone who's seen Willie at meetings, county board meetings, well able to look after himself, very good debater, his great sort of presence about himself. He was not able for this lad from Kerry. <laughs> he talk about ruling with an iron fist. You know? <laughs> so yeah, I, I remember that in the report at the time, you, you, Willie had raised his protestations that he was being present, prevented from from contesting it, but I believe that he has all his ducks in a row this time and that that won't be a, an issue and he will be able to contest for the for the nomination. Uh, on the other, so we'll move on, we'll, we'll get accused of giving that particular party too much airtime. But all well, look, the... we'll give them all plenty. I mean, I, I know from speaking to some of the Fianna Gaelers that there's going to be a bit later, I think, closer to, possibly closer to the end of the year than, than the middle of it yeah. for convention. So will, so... You'll have to go to a few of them this time. They're great fun. Yeah, I, I think so, because when, when the last election was on, I would have been very novice to the whole thing. Um, You know, like I wouldn't have, sure, sports is my area. like So definitely I'd have a, a far a greater uh, ease of understanding and confidence in knowing what I'm talking about now versus the last time. Like the first time I was ever at election was in was in 2019. So like it, it's... Uh, well, the last time yeah, was I, the first time for Leash Today to cover any of these things. So they were, mm. from a coverage point of view, they were all new events. Um, but I remember being, being at I was at two general election conventions for Fine Gael, one in, in the Abbey Leagues Manor, one in the Clunacy Community Hall. That one happened at night um when the candidates pulled out at the very last minute and there was hundreds of people there to vote. And the sense of disappointment that they had all shown up, they'd all registered and there was no vote. It was like the greatest anticlimax at that particular one. Anyway, just said we, we rang around to the councils, we have the story on site uh this Wednesday. Um about who's running and who's not running. They're all more or less going, going back again. The city mm, yeah. councillors and, and a whole lot more. You did a good bit of ringing around last week. They're all in good form. Looking forward. Ah, to yeah, it. like sure. Looking forward to it and, and all contesting again. Or far, you know. So look, they they. Uh, I think what's the average about four or five turnovers every year? Is that the that's what the, yeah. the thing that's on average. So look, there, there probably will be changes. That's always the way, but. Um, in terms of from from our end of it, from dealing with them, um, I find them all very very easy to deal with. They they all, you know, they're, they're they're one of them had challenged me previously because I had suggested that they may not be running, um, and took took me up on this. And when I rang them back last week, a little bit of banter with them over that particular particular point. But I, I rang another councillor who's been a long servant, and he just says to me. What do you think? He said. <laughs> like, it was just a waste of a phone call, but it had to had to be done. That's and, made, um, yeah. But uh, his his official quote was, "There's no ifs, buts, or more babies. It's absolutely going again." Um, but they're, they're, they're all uh, all going again. Julie, we might bring you in again on this if you're if you're available. Uh, the next story we're going to move on to is the library. The library book from Port Leash um, Library. Uh, someone brought it back. had had been had been taken out in 1976. And uh, you got a bit of fear actually, over that one. I got a lot of fear. I, I am I allowed to kind of tell my story on this one? I feel like I might get into trouble. But isn't <laughs> we we were just talking about this beforehand, but um, just when you mentioned the library, like I'm nearly sure I had a bad reputation as a child for bringing back uh books to the library so much so that <laughs> we had two. If, we had too much shame to go back to it, so we just used to start a new membership in a different library completely. <laughs> I say you're not the first person that did that. Remember when Mary Sweeney retired, um, or at one stage, maybe in an interview we, we did with her at one stage, she said when she was canvassing, she was the librarian in Port Leash, and she'd go out canvassing, and 
when she yeah. called for to call to someone's door, the kids would say, "Mommy, the person from the library is here to get, take back the books." <laughs> <laughs> you you would be a bit afraid of them though. I remember growing up as a child, but yeah, I was at Mary Sweeney's when she retired from the library. I'd say we weren't long going in leash day. Was it twenty seventeen? Maybe twenty eighteen. Mm. Um and there was her retirement due in the upstairs of Port Leash Library, and yeah. With myself and Alan, obviously, Julia, after having a good chat about uh, local elections, your memories of that local election the last time, craziest three days we ever put down. I'd say we didn't sleep much those few days. Like the to me anyway, it was all very new. But um, yeah, biggest three days. I might have to come home for the one next year if uh, if Leash today will pay for me to come home and. We may bring <laughs> home Oh, Jesus, I, I thought you were going to be home. I wasn't even considering that you wouldn't be. I don't know how we'll do it otherwise. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> people people living, people school, living on um, bags of potato and uh, dairy milk bars of chocolate for three days solid. Yeah, it was just exactly. a mix of everything, though. Like, Alan, I don't remember working with you much at the elections the last time when you were probably covering the leash match and stuff. You were probably covering all the other things going on. But um, with, Yeah, with... I, I was there for maybe a day think out of the tree I think maybe the last day sure about that was, Steve was given out to me because I started talking to one of the council officials when everything was over and that was I general was election that was a general election was, was that a general election I think that was locals I was, yeah. I was full of beans because I was still you were all at that stage now you'd had enough you were as shook oh, as I was super max for... yeah. we, we, we were on tea and sandwiches but when it got to about 11 or 12 o'clock at night we did go for the super max and port yeah. leash like there was the, the diet for the few days was but Bosco Ramsbottom looked after us very well as well with the chicken curry. He did. Oh, um, yeah, he did. Yeah. So will it be held in the same place next year, the count? Like it wasn't held there in 2014. No, it's always some sort of disused warehouse or something. There has to be a couple, there's a couple of stipulations on it. It has to be secured a certain way and there cannot be a bar in it. So that's why you'll often see, if you look on TV, a lot of community halls and, and, and things like that. But it's always the most uninviting building you will ever come across. Like comfort is so far down the... the like the, the, All the Dublin counts were held in the RDS, but like it's out in the sort of the open part of the RDS, nearly. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, I remember That's... the day before I moved to Australia, they had announced the general elections were going to be exactly three weeks away. And we were, we were still kind of coming off the excitement from the local elections eight or nine months before that, Stephen. And I remember you being like to me, you may delay that flight to Australia. You can go in a few weeks. But uh, I, did, I didn't stay around for the general elections. But um, nothing, I think the locals nothing... kind of held the... Yeah, held the excitement, didn't it? No, nothing. Do, 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 do you remember, like, you, you obviously got a lot of great photos at that one. Like, it, it's, it lends itself to... To, to brilliant photos I think like it was just it was a very tense few days like I, I remember being quite nervous I didn't know would I get somebody you know because I, I wasn't following it as much as probably yourself and Shun where I was just trying to get the pictures so I wasn't sure if someone was doing well or not doing well and should I be asking them for a picture <laughs> um but like I remember just the results coming in and just the, do, you, do you remember when they used to lift up like Park Fleming and all that like and it was just the excitement um, at one or two o'clock in the morning. I think that was definitely the highlight from it. And there um, are some candidates yeah. are a bit rowdier and more celebratory than others that lend itself to pictures. Yeah, yeah, gosh, like the day I remember the day, the Friday, we went to Bally Roan. Mary Sweeney's niece got married the day oh, that yeah. the vote was going on and Myself and Stephen went to Ballyroan and we got pictures of Mary voting with the bride and groom after they got married. <laughs> it was just the novelty of all that. Like it wasn't even the day of the actual elections. It was the lead up to it. Like I'd go cover a school, say the school was 
getting a green flag or something like that and you'd meet Ben Brennan or somewhere over on that and they'd love getting their picture taken there's nothing more of a better feeling than somebody loves getting their picture taken because when, you, when you're a photographer taking pictures people run away from you but in the lead up to yeah. the elections they look they, you know it was just like they'd be there they'd be canvassing or that and they'd be more than happy to participate uh, getting photos taken or helping getting in crowds and yeah I loved it I loved the run up to it remember poor lad you got the picture but he'd fallen asleep yawning that was yeah we put it as a featured image <laughs> <laughs> I remember that I remember God, like you'd catch people like on the phone and they'd look all worried and <laughs> or you'd be getting people you know, Lean, leaning over, leaning over looking at the tallies is a great one. Yeah, do you remember some of the videos we used to get as well? Like they'd be looking at the spoiled votes. Oh, um, yeah. I remember one video in particular, it was John King and I think it was his brother. And they were both leaned in the exact same way, looking like trying to watch your man counting votes and they looking at each other like, you know, it was nothing but silence in that moment. But like... Typically, today we were trying to see the funny I, side. I remember that particular incident, and I won't curse now. This, but uh, they were looking at the spoiled votes. There was a recount call, a certain yeah. thing, and they were looking at the spoiled votes, and they'd have all the candidates there looking at a certain vote. And does that like it could be a tick, and might be just outside the box, and they say, "Is that, is that for John King or whoever?" And uh, they'd all have to say, "Yeah, that's fair enough." That you could you could tell that, um, yeah. you could tell that it was definitely for John King, but there was one of them like a big massive. Black right, not a year all <laughs> W A N, <laughs> and they all just started laughing like this is that they all agreed that that was yes that was a spoiled vote like, <laughs> uh, and we saw them with colorings oh. on them and drawings on them like well, very funny. And uh, before we finish up, Alan, tell us the story of um, Jimmy Kavanagh, the Port Leash man who was the face of Leap Cards. This is yes. Yeah, so like people, obviously, I don't go to Dublin as much anymore as I used to. Um, I was there on Sunday for the ladies. I don't think I saw a Dublin bus, but I wasn't really in the um headspace to be observant, shall we say. So I wasn't really looking for it. I should have looked for it, actually, because I'm sure I would have saw a Dublin bus if you are in Dublin. But um, he is... So Jimmy, I, I spoke to Jimmy a few times before. He He's from a very well-known cabinet family. I mean, he's, his brother Keane is, uh, would you call him, a, a definitely a, an internationally renowned musician at this stage. I mean, he's played in festivals all over the country um his, yeah his his brother um has been playing for port leash for i guess it's been, it's been the last two years Canada, maybe. yeah yeah so very talented he's, family he's, yeah very his dad managed was involved with with john mulligan the two of them won i don't know how many championships for no, port leash so is that not him was it no, no he's not with Niall's former port leash ga chairman and it was was his brother was the was Mark Rick's, Mark Kavanagh Mark, has been involved Mark, with Mick Lillis and that in yeah. various Port Leash teams. Mick yeah, Lillis, that was it. Yeah, so look, they're very well known family all over all over uh, Leash. But anyway, the, the Jimmy, there was a competition. Our, our colleague Mark Humphrey actually spoke to him about, but the the Leap launched a launched a competition for uh, somebody to become the face of uh, the new Leap card, and uh, he won it. So you see, <laughs> if you're in Dublin and you see on the back of a Dublin bus. Jimmy's face is there and there's a great picture of him he's holding the, the card and I think he said like he had to do like a submitted video where he was doing a funny dance or, or something something simple like that but uh, yeah so he's kind of like Jimmy's a sort of a stand-up comic and he kind of is involved in uh, acting and, and drama but comedy is his, his main thing so um, it's yeah. priceless to look at just looking at the picture here the big double-decker bus 
and on the mm. back of it, the full the full size of the back of the bus like is is there as the the life hack yeah so it essentially is just encouraging you to buy your season ticket for, for for Dublin bus um before we finish up I want to pay a tribute to Cormac Lally from Abbey Leagues who died last week Cormac led a very very interesting and uh, varied life he was the bank manager in Bank of Ireland Abbey Leagues for a long number of years from Cabin Teeley in Dublin originally he was also um, the amount of things he was involved in was incredible he was a GA referee he refereed numerous senior county football finals he refereed county matches in the 60s and 70s and into the early 80s I think uh, he was involved. He was captain of Abbey Leagues Golf Club. He was involved in a range of uh, community projects in, in in Abbey Leagues. And in latter years, he really threw himself into the Simon community, which was the Midland Simon, which was a support uh, charity for um for, for homeless services. So he, he passed away last week. Um, but leaves a, a really big legacy across business, obviously through Bank of Ireland, uh, manager role that he was in for a long time through sport, golf, and the GA. Uh, and through community groups and through charity. So I just want to pay a uh, tribute to uh, Cormac and may he rest in peace. We'll leave it at that, Julie and Alan. Uh, our, our, our Zoom call is nearly up. Thanks for thanks for, thanks for for your time. No problem. We'll see you the next see time you I'm home. <laughs> see you when you're home. Yeah. Alan, thanks very much for your time. And we'll uh, I'll probably be chatting to you again uh, during the week, it's all said. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All right. That was this week's uh, Love Leash podcast. Uh, thanks for brought to you by the Leash Today team. Thanks for listening. That's over and out. Good luck. God bless. Goodbye.